Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's a season first, it's a world first, and it's certainly a Shropshire first. It's the very first episode of the Shropshire Stars Shrews Views. My name is Luke Hatfield and I'm joined, as ever, by Shrewsbury Town Correspondent at the Shropshire Star, Mr Lewis Cox. Lewis. Luke, how are you? I'm good. I'm ready for a, a brand new season of football and Welcome a brand back. new podcast. Welcome back, yeah. Shrews Views. I, I think it took you all of a split second to come up with that name. Give me 25 seconds, I'll come up with a podcast name. We just stuck with it. You just rolled off your tongue. Shrews Views, rhymes, straight to the point. You know, I just thought, yes, that's the one. A bit cleaner than the Shropshire Football Podcast. Yeah, you know when you just know the one. Yeah. That, that Shrews Views is the one. And, and hopefully, you know, I'm sure Luke will say this, but hopefully... Um, you know, we get town fans listening to us and obviously wanting to hear what we've got to say in terms of having an inside track on what goes on at the club and, mm-hmm. and seeing all the games and speaking with the management and the players. Hopefully, it's something that you guys enjoy. I think we'll do it fortnightly, won't we? Yeah. Like, like the old yeah. one. And hopefully, it takes off. And yeah, looking forward to it. Plenty to discuss. Yeah, certainly. And and just um, we'll, we'll we'll clean the house up straight away. Housekeeping. Um, housekeeping. Um, unfortunately, this 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 of course you know has has overtaken the Shropshire Football Podcast. So the Shrews Views is what we'll be producing on a fortnightly basis now. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean you'll hear as much about Telford or Williams as you might have in the previous TNS. season. Uh, TNS, of course. Um, but we're hopeful that this will this will be the right way to go. We're hoping to bring you plenty of Shrewsbury Town news and um, some some random musings from myself, Lewis, and maybe the odd guest too. Yeah, I think you know worth saying that Obviously, the, the coverage of other clubs, you know, isn't diminishing in you know, print or online. So, you know, get get all that stuff there, you know, if, if that's what you like looking at as well. But yeah, all town poddy. Um, let's see. Let's see how it goes. I, I, I'll, I'll add as well. There is a, a, a slight hum in the background. Um, <laughs> you might be wondering what that is. <laughs> um, I would I would come up with some some fabrication here, but I'm not going to. Um, I'll be honest with it. Yeah, yeah. Currently in the offices, um, there's been a little bit of a problem with uh, some pigeons getting in and around uh, some of the ventilation. So they've, they've they've turned it on very lightly. There will be no pigeons harmed by this. Um, it's purely to try and <laughs> detract the pigeons from coming inside. But that is what that light hum is. Um, how was your summer, Lewis? Was your summer enjoyable? <sighs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit depressing that summer's over now because the preseason games have started. Yeah, it was um, it was nice, nice to switch off. I've had a had a little break in England. I've still got a nice uh, little trip abroad planned just before the start of the season against Portsmouth. Oh, you're going uh, you're going down the Luke Hatfield route, aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're going to uh, Corfu Creek Island, I believe, in the mountains for a nice few days. Not too long, like like a little bit of advice from Luke. You know, look at. Look at a few nights rather you know, I only had a few days booked anyway, but that'll be nice, just one more bit of sun before, you know, the manic of League One starts on the Saturday. Um it's just been a it's been a busy summer from a work point of view. I've only sort of had maybe a week and a half off, but you know, bringing sort of live news today, aren't we, in that the, the, the ninth signing of the summer has only just happened, so we've sort of scribbled that into our... Um, I've jotted it in. There yeah, is a, there's yeah. a little triangle pointing to his name in my, <laughs> in my script. So we've got, you know, news, there was a flourish two, three, four weeks ago where we were, you know, a lot was happening. It was quite mm. a slow start to the summer in that I don't think there were many signings until the sort of June period, and in this, you know, June and, and half of July now, they've 
up to nine, as I say, and they're in double figures for those that have left as well. So a lot of good work done in terms of getting the players out they wanted to. Still a lot going on. We've had a new signing from a Premier League club today and a Chelsea loanee. Yeah. Obviously, other things going on. You know, in recent days, you look at Anthony Grant yeah. beyond. I've mentioned pre-season friendlies. As we're recording, they played their first one in England against Newport County last night at Ludlow. Worth discussing. And, and a big game with uh, your boys on Sunday, Luke. Villa. Yeah, Villa. Where will your loyalties lie on Sunday? Oh, well, I mean, as much as I love Shrewsbury Town, <laughs> um, the boyhood Villa supporter in me, um, who were... Who's supported Villa from a tender young age? Um, Going to get Luke Waterfall to uh, kick your twenty-two million pound Brazilian. Oh, as long as it's not Jack Grealish, man, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, get someone on Grealish. I remember, I remember Shrewsbury versus Villa. What was it? Two seasons ago? Well, um, yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty brutal. Well, you you might not have been at the Wolves one a couple of weeks before when. Uh, Ruben Neves got an introduction to English football and John Nolan snapped him inside four minutes. Uh, I don't think Nuno was too happy that day. But you know. I actually remember, funnily enough, I was at a Wolves press conference a couple of months ago and it's, it was ahead of the FA Cup game. And they played each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Nuno was asked about that game and his <laughs> mood plummeted. He was not a happy man. On the flip side, a lot of links now with Sam Ricketts coming in. Obviously, he signed a few ex-Wolves players. Took Ryan Giles, a very, very highly rated young player on loan. Yeah. So they seem to have patched things up. But uh, yeah, how many more friendlies will be? Let's see. Uh, how's your summer been, just in a, in a nutshell? Sorry. It's not been bad. I mean, I've, I've had an enjoyable summer. I'll tell you what, I got to the end of the season and I was flagging. I was flagging. I could not wait. Can't get the staff. I could not wait for the season to end. You know when you've just been going? And I, it's funny enough, I've mentioned this in another podcast before, but... It's a blessing going to games and working games, but my God, it's a lot of work. Yeah, when and you get when when you get to the 59th and the final one of the season, it's like, yeah, spring on summer. You get to the first Saturday off, and you're like, wow, this is weird. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I can't get used to because we'll normally work on a Saturday. We get we get given a day in lieu during the week. Yeah. So we never w- normally work five straight days. Yeah, Monday Fridays kill you. Yeah, <laughs> then yeah. five days in a row. I mean, Christ Almighty, that is that is draining. Um, but yeah, it was good. I had a nice stuff. break myself. Had um, two stuff. weeks off. Didn't have the best last couple of days. I'm not going to lie to you. I was playing basketball two days ago. Uh, got cracked in the mouth and I chipped a tooth. Had to go to the dentist yesterday. You know how much it cost me? You know how much a filling costs nowadays? Uh, is it into triple figures? No, not quite. Okay, that's good. It was seventy pounds. Little, though. Yeah, a bit steep. Seventy smackers. I remember back in the day when you were a kid, you go and it was free. Well, uh, yeah. Stay away from basketball, mate. I know you're a a, a tall lad likes to shoot some hoops but uh, yeah we'll bring it back to uh, we'll, we'll segue it back to football with that yeah yeah we will uh, let's talk pre-season let's talk pre-season okay um, pre-season so far how's it gone in your opinion um, so I, I'm wary of obviously I mentioned the Newport County game that was held at Ludlow this week and that's actually the first game I've been able to watch uh, his first game held in England. They played a game over in Portugal, didn't, which was didn't jet out, did you? No, I didn't jet out. No, no, I didn't didn't decide to go in the end. We, we were roaming an R in and decided against it. But a, a number of town fans did. I think about a hundred travelled to Portugal to watch them play Sheffield Wednesday, which was a, a defeat. Looked like they enjoyed it. Um, yeah, well, you would, wouldn't you? You know, a few days on the on the booze in the sun, watching you know watching ninety minutes with new players and that. Um, town have had a couple of behind closed door friendlies go on at Sundown. Played TNS and they played Wolves. Uh, with sort of varying results there, I think they, um, I think they beat Wolves. I'm right in saying I'm not too sure the outcome of the TNS game was ever revealed. But so looking at what we saw this week, uh, what I saw this week with Newport County, 
Um, I think, like Sam Ricketts said after the game, uh, there were there were positive patches in terms of performances from from mm-hmm. players. You may not have expected it from. There were you know glaring areas to work on. With I think with all friendlies, certainly the early friendlies, um, and and when you haven't got all your players in, there's still you know signs to work on. And we've seen that today. We came away from the Newport game thinking, you know, with these midfield injuries, they look a bit light. Mm. You know, and and they've made a you know they've signed a, a midfielder from Chelsea today to to help fill that hole. So, you know, there's, there's that sort of thing still going on. Um, I was encouraged by a few few displays though from from a few players that surprised me. So, I'm looking forward to obviously the Villa friendly. Then we've got two games after that. Yeah, uh, we go to uh, Cheltenham Town on Tuesday night, Wadham Road. I think they're League Two Cheltenham, unless they're National League. I can't quite. They're National League, I think. I'm looking at you like I, I would imagine you knew. League, like I, I would know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cheltenham and National League. Sorry, um, although I'll correct that if I'm wrong in approximately ten seconds. And they also play at Dundee United at the Meadow uh, Saturday week, the 27th, which is the final friendly. Luke, have you found out where Cheltenham um, play yet? You know what? No. Okay, no. that's fine. Um, but yeah, those those are the three games left: Villa, Cheltenham, at Dundee. Hoping to see a lot. I think we'll see more. Certainly from the Villa game, we'll see more of what this new look town squad is about. But you know, against Newport, they used 19 players in total. It, it, it was a bit of a certainly second half a, a mismatch, a, a mishmash, mishmash. Sorry, that's a tough one to say. They're in League Two. Players. They're in League Two. Yeah, they were certainly in the National League not very long ago. Um, so yeah, like Newport, that'll be a tough test. I know Newport were beaten playoff finalists in League Two last year, so. Yeah, Newport were a stern test to be honest um, and you know obviously got the 1-0 win down at Ludlow with a second half goal I'm sure Sam Ricketts and Town would have wanted to win that game but I think results are a little bit immaterial in pre-season I mean if you lose all your games you're thinking oh something's not quite right here but it's in Town had more chances than than, uh, than Newport uh, that night and you know on another day would have took at least one of them so I was encouraged by some things and I'm encouraged by the fact that they've, the, you know, they look like they needed more options in midfield. They've signed another midfielder, so we've got to see how he gets on. Mm-hmm. Young Luke McCormick, a 20-year-old. This will be his first loan, so a, a big one for him. Great first um, name as well. Yeah, another Luke for you. Happy days. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, he follows this trend of, you know, last half a dozen seasons now where they're taking these young players from from higher clubs and, you know, they're going on to shine. I mean. Sadly, it wasn't the case the the season before. Sorry, last season when when Town took Charlie Colcott from Chelsea, I had Chelsea Loney that didn't didn't come off. Sadly, but yeah, what what we're hearing about this uh, this McCormick, the fact that he's been given a new deal by Frank Lampard and then sent out on loan, how highly regarded he is, um, seems like he's got a bit, he's got everything about him in midfield. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Mm-hmm. Um, but there there are there are situations that have, that excited me already and. You know, if you if you're asking me about the nine signings as a whole, I think there are certainly additions there that that can do very well for Shrewsbury. Um, some and maybe have more to prove than others as to why Ricketts has brought them in. But that's with any any window, isn't it? And as I touched on earlier, they had a lot to get out of the club at the start yeah. of this summer. There's such a bloated squad, and you know, I think, like I say, more than more than ten into double figures have gone that weren't clearly were not in the plans. And Ricketts has now really got in front of him in the training ground what what he wants to work with sort of thing this is his his group and yes he's going to add you would expect a couple more in, in certain positions uh, but this is his what he wants to work with so yeah I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unravels yeah it should be interesting I mean if you went and did a Newcastle and lost the first game of pre-season 4-0 and looked yeah. and looked a little bit out of your depth it's fair to say then you might be a little bit worried but I mean as you said 
pre-season, I know everyone will want to go out there and win a game, but at yeah. the same time, you know, you're trying to gel players, you're testing things out. If yeah. you don't win, it's not necessarily the end of the world. No, it doesn't matter that they lost one 0 to Newport County. If if they got totally outplayed and looked like sort of rabbits in a headlights, and you know they didn't know each other, didn't know what on earth was going on with the system, then I would be concerned. But I thought for large parts, other than the start of the second half when when Newport scored, they were sort of in control, looked good at times on the ball, saw a bit of pressing from midfield. Yet yeah, there were times when. Players got things wrong, or they didn't quite. You know, there were a couple of not arguments, but players shouting at each other when to press and when not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a bit of that, but you know, these guys don't know each other properly yet. Yeah. You know, yeah, they've been out in Portugal for a week, but they don't know how each other play and things like that. That's what this this period is about. Now, you know, we get to Sunday and we play Villa at the Meadow, and if you know, Villa, every chance they might run out three, four nil winners, new Premier League club, lot of lot of money and all that. Um, w- would that be? A massive problem. Not not necessarily, you know. Let let let's see how the rest of the friendlies go. This is going to be a strong Villa, Villa team. Um, you just have to sort of judge what Ricketts is bringing in. Try and see what he's trying to do. Sign players for this system. You can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of you know, it, it is good that it's clear in my opinion for players and fans. You know, three centre halves, wing backs, three midfielders, two strikers. Yes, he might have backup plans, but that is the blueprint. And I think clarity is good, uh, you know, not sort of switching between formations every other game, that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, it's good to watch it all come together, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Did anyone stand out for you against New Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's very easy for me to say that I think James Rowland, 17-year-old, straight out of the academy, was uh, probably for me the best player on the pitch, certainly in a Shrewsbury shirt. Very excited by this young young player, yeah. yeah. Really excited. I think... Um, think he could have a big future in the sport certainly you know at Shrewsbury and hopefully beyond for, mm. for his point of view and and um, I mean he you may not have seen him yet Luke in pictures I don't know but he's a 17 year old and he he looks yeah he's five foot six he, he's a dot <laughs> he's a little dot in the middle of midfield uh, but he's got something about him he's he can look after himself look after the ball he's got he's got skill ability passing creativity you know against Newport he was they, they played one holding midfielder amid the three in, in central midfield one sort of deeper midfielder then two so the deeper one was Romain Vincelot a more experienced Frenchman and then and then they had James Rowland the youngster and, and Brad Walker just slightly advanced and they were making you know really sort of probing runs and trying to make things happen you know out wide and things like that and I was so impressed with Rowland so the things you hear you kind of get excited about it. and then you see him you know I'd, I'd heard he trained well um, mm. he played a lot of minutes up to that point in the behind closed doors game out in Portugal and really cemented himself against Newport excited there were 2,000 fans there mostly town fans and, and they were really excited by what they saw um, Roland wasn't the only one actually the the other sort of players that really caught my eye were the rest of the youngsters mm. in that Ryan Barnett uh, playing at wing back did very well and likewise Ryan Giles who we've already mentioned on loan from Wolves on the other wing in the other wing back position also did well I think I think Giles is a big signing he's so highly rated by Wolves and I'm quite surprised they let him go yeah know. well yeah I think the Ricketts links you know made that happen basically with Wolves um, with Wolves playing in the Europa League yeah you'd think that Giles would be used as a squad player there as, as Wolves have a small squad but this is a big loan for Giles to come out and show he can you know, really make an impact and you know make a statement in 
you know, senior men's league football where it properly matters and he's going to get a good go he was a winger he was an attacker Wolves have basically trained him to become a wing back because yeah. that's what Nuno plays a uh, left sided uh, I didn't actually quite realise he was left footed which is certainly what I took from the Newport County game going down the left foot in crosses might be wrong um, but I certainly still put a set piece in left footed and he yeah. as, as Ricketts said when he signed his delivery was on point Giles as it really was and his pace and sort of uh, knowing when to make the, the run down the flank and the long diagonals found him yeah He's going to have a few right-backs on toast in League One this season. And it's all about whether Town can profit from that reaching the byline, cut back, you know, taking advantage. You you know, finding Steve Morrison, the the new forward, finding him, him in the air so he can sort of tower above defenders. Um, really excited by Giles on one side. Ryan Barnett certainly deserves a mention. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we spoke about Ryan Barnett a lot, certainly on the, uh, the former version of our podcast last season. He yeah. was on loan at Telford. Telford lad, of course, and... He's got he's got so much natural ability. Like he's got skill, real skill. Step overs for fun. Um, sort of little body turns, sharp sort of low centre of gravity. Um, really can bamboozle a defender and make him look silly. Mm. I saw that with Alford last season. I saw it the other night. Uh, he's got you know he put in a couple of low crosses um, that that found their man. So. What is you know Giles will play. He's come on loan from Wolves. He will play this season yeah. most of the games when he's fit and ready, uh, when he's available too. Sorry, Roland and Barnett are Shrewsbury's academy products. Barnett's nineteen. Roland's only seventeen. I think a lot of town fans would like to to know whether they're going to be part of the plans this season. Now Ricketts has said if they impress in pre-season, of course they will be. Now, do they both need uh, Barnett's already had a loan with Telford. Does he need another one? Mm. Possibly. He played in the National North. Does he need to go and play in the conference or maybe League Two? Does he, or you know, can he be an option from the bench? Barnett probably can. You know, he's he's nineteen. Uh, he'll be turning twenty. So with Roland, it's different. He's not really ever been out for a, a proper loan, but I mean, he's so advanced beyond that. Just turning seventeen, he he looks like you could just fit him in. Uh, he played in the Checker Trade last season and shone at Port Vale, and. I do wonder if you're going to loan him out. Like I say, he's got this small, slight frame. You send him to like non-league, national north. Will, will he really just get him? kicked off the park? And, yeah. yeah. But he's got the ability to succeed. Like he would run, ring, he would run the show from midfield there. But would he be target? I don't. I don't know what would be beneficial. But I don't think would Rick uh, Ricketts is building not a big squad, but he's got getting numbers in. Would there be a place for Roland on the bench? Would just sitting on the bench, getting ten minutes every other game, be beneficial to Roland? I think I think training with the first team as he is as a seventeen year old and having a loan playing every week mm. would be good. But listen, he's exciting and there's it's no no surprise there's so much talk about him. Um because I think when the time's right he'll be a stable part of this town midfield and I don't want to big him up too much and like put pressure on him, but he, yeah, he, he looks like he's really got a future. Um so it Definitely stood out the other day with with the other young lads. Yeah, yeah, sounds promising. Um, as you said, you know they've got a te- tough test coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Would you prefer a tough preseason schedule, or do you rather one where you go out and spank teams three four nil every week? Yeah, tough is better, isn't it? You you, you might win four nil against conference side or below, but do you do you learn anything from that? Mm. Yeah, there's that old sort of cliche, isn't there? That you learn, you learn more from a chastening defeat. Really, you learn the problems and the issues. 
Um, to counter that, I mean, a few summers ago before Town had their brilliant season, they won every every friendly, and along the way they beat Villa, Wolves, it was Cardiff and and Burton, yeah, who were all at the time Championship and above them. So that that was a sign of things to come. I remember that and and thinking, you know, they're they're beating these teams here, but I I think that is a difference in that they're beating high ranked teams, you know, like. It'd be the same as Shrewsbury going and, and turning Villa over on Sunday. I, I don't think there's value in playing four or five teams below you in the pyramid, and and wiping the floor with them. You know, beating them. I think, you know, there's valuable lessons took from the the Newport defeat. I was I was looking at Sam Ricketts' quotes, and you know, he's a lot of, a lot of stuff like a lot to work on, but we can see clearly what what we have to work on to get to the next level. He said and. You know there were obvious errors. I mean, the the, the goal from Newport was a, a nice little flick in the number ten position to send someone on the left on an overlap and a, a low tapping, a low cross and a, a tapping in the middle. It's avoidable things that they can iron out. Um, I think you learn from a from a you have tight, difficult friendlies where you know mm. uh, there's not much in the scoreline. You you learn more than winning, you know, four or five nil against. League Two conference every every game. Yeah, it probably does. Um, although, you know, a tune-up game never hurts when you do yeah. when you do spank someone. It, it does feel good. Yeah, like maybe, I, maybe one of those games yeah, toward definitely. the end of your schedule. You get confidence. Yeah, I agree. I think. Um, listen, you don't want to go and lose three 0 every game, like I say, because you know you're sort of not improving, and clearly there are there are problems before the season's even started. But I don't think there's value in. In you know spanking teams every, every match, I think you want mm. good workouts, and it's really hard in friendlies to recreate that. No friendly will be anything alike August the third against Portsmouth at the Meadow because oh, no. it just matters. Then it matters obviously points and people you know, aren't diving in for challenges. Exactly. You know, exactly. if you if you see a fifty fifty in a friendly, you try and get a level of professionalism in a friendly and like players talking to each other, which we got a really good insight of on on. Uh, on Wednesday, sorry, against Newport, you got to hear because we we're standing so close to the pitch, who were sort of the leaders and, and things like that. I mean, you know, Roshan Williams is so loud, so sort of commanding, even during the warm up. Luke Waterfall came on and was barking orders. Um, you could hear young Roland at times, which is a good sign. Um, Barnet and so on. So, yeah, yeah, the manager will be learning a lot during these friendlies, and I think the players will too, will as well. Um, certainly. From training, they know about the system and how Ricketts wants to play the system. Now, I would suggest it's just about finding a, an eleven and a sixteen-man squad, you know, a bench as well mm. that has the quality to carry out what they want to do because they're you know, so ambitious with how they want this system to play, this three-five-two, how they want to work it. It will take, you know, you do need ability. You can't con it. You can't just put players in who aren't good enough to do it. Uh, yeah. Which you know, and and I've been you know heavily encouraged by a lot of the preseason business. You know, jury's out on. You could say all of them because none of them have played any games yet. But and obviously, you know, everyone lives and dies by how successful the results are. So we'll see. But you know, certainly on paper, to mm. quote a Love Island cliche, there, um, it, it, the signs are looking good. How long have we gone before a Love Island reference? I knew now? one was coming. I could, yeah, I could sense it was coming. <laughs> Sorry, we'll uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just but, wait, we'll, you'll get your head turned by something. Like, yeah, and very good. Well before done. you know it, you'll, well be, you'll be coming up with all different kind of references. Um, yeah, but we'll, you know, I'm sure we'll go through a few sort of more of the signings in a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, excited by some of them. And I know fans are, you know, there's still a couple of positions they want to see filled. 
think Town need another striker. Mm. And that's pretty clear. Uh, they got a midfielder in today, as we say. Arguably another right back, maybe. Signed Donald Love from Sunderland, but, but could need another one. So there's a couple more holes, but I think Ricketts is getting there. I don't think he's far away. One thing that I'm sure you'll come on to and will worth mentioning that has been a, a hamper this summer during the Portugal and, and the friendlies have been injuries because they've mm. they've been hit by injuries while they're away. And Ricketts touched on that in some quotes the other day. Uh, it's really been unfortunate and inconvenient to lose some key members of the squad, your Norbans, your Lorentz, to, to Knox, that are certainly in Norbans' case, and the new keeper, Joe Murphy, as well. Broke yeah. his foot, I think. Uh, fractured his foot. So, you know, Murphy and, and Ollie Norbans' case, who, you know, certainly in Norban, who they gave a new contract to, and he's likely to be the captain, he's missing the start of the season now. And that's obviously horrendous, horrendous news. You know, thankfully he's not out for more months but you know I'd certainly be missing him for a bit of August which is a big blow because Norman's a big part of things and so that's unfortunate but you've got to you know what can you do about injuries yeah that's it can't do a whole lot right let's talk transfers Lewis um, okay. I'll reel off all the incomings mm-hmm. uh, Donald Love Ethan Ebank Sandel Joe Murphy Daniel Ludo Ryan Giles Aaron Pierre Steve Morrison Max O'Leary and Luke McCormick of course coming today um is there a certain one you're most looking forward to seeing in, in competitive action? Yeah, it's funny because I was looking forward to seeing them all uh, at Ludlow play, play Newport, but the way it transpired, and uh, I'm sure some will have seen on Twitter that I ended up standing behind one of the goals with the Newport fans. It was really hard to gauge uh, what was going on and yeah. see. Yeah, obviously, you got to see some players up close when they came down your end, but. You don't really get a good look at the uh, no. goalkeeper, do you, no. if you're down the other end? No. Um, it was difficult, but to answer your question, I'm I'm excited to see a number of those play. Um, I've seen some of the ones I'm excited about before and have done well. They come with good reputations. Um, I think one worth starting on is is Aaron Pierre, the mm. defender. Um, he's cut. I think that's a big sign in this summer. Uh, he's come from Northampton Town in League Two, where he was their skipper and player of the season. Um, had very good League Two spells with the Cobblers and uh, and Wickham before that. Really highly rated, certainly centre half in terms of League Two. Um, had half a season sort of playing in League One with Northampton. That didn't go well for the Cobblers, but Pierre got injured uh, that season, so couldn't really sort of stamp his authority on things. I think he got injured in Christmas time and, and missed the rest of the season. I'm really looking forward to seeing. He's huge. So in pitch side the other day, and he's a big lad. He. Um, I saw him and I thought, you look like you've got a bit of Toto about you, Toto NCR. Like yeah. Just, yeah, big, no-nonsense, strong, will win everything in the air. Um, he's left-sided, left-footed. I mean, they're like gold dust, left-footed centre-halves, left-sided centre-halves. He yeah. will play that role now at the left of the back three, which you know Omar Beckles has had to somewhat uncomfortably do for a while because he's not naturally left-footed while he's giving it his best shot. Pierre will slot in there naturally. I think it's... Is it, there are five centre-halves in the building at the moment counting your Beckles and Waterfall that were here last season and, and three of those are going to have to be first choice yeah. whether there remains five when the window shuts to be seen I think the manager would if, you, if, if you're playing three centre-halves I think you have to have five in the building oh yeah 100% you? Yeah, 100% because if you, if you lose one then exactly. you're suddenly down you're struggling. to one but, but, that, but it will be interesting in that I think it will become apparent what Ricketts' first choice three are and then the other two have got to decide whether they want to yeah. back up you know but it'll be interesting to see how that goes I mean you've got the Pierre on, on the left side he, he's he's a big sign in the summer and 
um, from what I gather, uh, decent money was spent on him. Obviously, mm. that was put out as undisclosed, but I think, yeah, decent outlay on him. Um, I think the club worked hard to get him. I think I think he's going to play a lot of football and, and impress a lot of town fans. I think he's going to have a big season uh, on that left side of centre-back three. Um, and, and like you say, there's Ethan Ebanks-Landell. Uh, was Town's first sign in the summer take us back a, a good couple of months now a month yeah. and a half certainly Ebanks Landell checked in obviously Ricketts knows of him from Wolves yeah. um, Ebanks Landell sort of lost his way at Wolves really had a lot of loans really caught the eye at Sheffield United a good few seasons ago now um, had more subsequent loans with MK Dons and Oldham no Rochdale mm. get the Manchester clubs mixed up MK Dons and Rochdale where he's had sort of varying fortunes but this is his move now. He's yeah. gone permanently. He needs to settle down here. He needs to play. Um, I We saw him at, against Newport the other day in the heart of that back three. And I think if he does play, which I, I if I were a betting man, I'd wager he'd start the season in the first 11. I think mm-hmm. I could see him in the middle of the back three, sort of the the role Waterfall was playing yeah. last season. Um, and, and I can't see past Roshan Williams playing because he was such a, such a positive, sort of shining bright light from the start of Ricketts' regime last season. I think he's got to play that sort of right centre-half role. He made his own, really. Mm. Uh, he was outstanding. And I think he'll only have progressed during the summer. And I think a lot of people from a town persuasion would look at those three. I mean, that's really tough on, on Beckles. That's really tough on Waterfall. And listen, they might have to put the hard yards in and training and... and, and prove why they should be part of that three but you just get the impression certainly with Pierre uh, maybe not so much with Ebanks Landell but you'd think that the, he'd want to those are his signings he'd want to play them Yeah, he's brought them to the club you know you, you can't say that Waterfall and Beckles were, were brilliant last season because Town struggled as a whole that's why they were down the wrong end of the table and defensively errors shipped goals so these lads are brought in to try and stop that I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what the new back three is about. I mean, in Pierre, Ebanks, Landell, and Rochon Williams, I can't think of departments you're lacking in. Rochon mm. is as quick as it gets. I imagine Pierre can shift as well, and I'm pretty sure, not so sure about Ebanks, Landell, but in Pierre and Ebanks, Landell, they're both massive. They shouldn't yeah. be bullied in the air. You know, Rochon can look after the ball. Pierre can bring it out left-footed. So there's a good balance, good height, good speed. I think it could be a collective that works. Um, it's all right saying it's on paper. They've got to prove it, of course. Yeah, that's right. You know, some of the names really jumped out for me. Um, Steve Morrison, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Udo, again, because of the work he did at Telford. But one, and I think it could be a bit of a coup, Max O'Leary. Yeah. I'll keeper. tell you what, I saw him in the flesh yeah. uh, playing for Bristol City against Villa last season. And he had an absolute world in. I know it's, it's hard to judge from one game yeah, whether yeah. a keeper's any good or yeah. not. But I tell you what, he kept the scoreline respectable that day. Yeah, he had a big big day that day, didn't he? I think he played about 15 games at Bristol City last season, mostly in the Championship, which is very impressive. I think when this loan came off, it was seen as a bit of a coup. I think um, he's very highly rated there at Ashton Gate. I think they knew probably he'd need a loan to, to sort of you know, have a full season playing football as a number one, mm-hmm. help him iron out parts of his game where he needs to improve works ideally for Shrewsbury who you know needed keepers didn't they they went through a lot of this summer without any keepers in the building then all of a sudden within a couple of days they had Joe Murphy and Max O'Leary yeah two guys at very different stages of their career O'Leary I can't remember exactly his age so I think he's 21 22 Joe Murphy's 37 been there done that you know 
I think it's. I don't want to be look stupid when I'm proved wrong. It's pretty clear that O'Leary's coming as the number one. I think that's fair to say as a lone goalkeeper. I think so. Um, twenty-two years old. Twenty-two, yeah, and I'm really excited to see how he how he goes on. Whether it's a sort of loan that could be as successful as a Dean Henderson, but I think if you've got a good keeper, you're halfway there. I really yeah. do. It's a key I, I, position. I really, it is a key position. I really do. Certainly in this league, if you can handle your crosses and big, big old centre forwards knocking you around, I think you, you know, because you'd bank on all keepers shot stopping and, and things like that. But if you can really command the defence and claim a ball, then I think you're in a good position. A couple of uh, sort of creaky moments against Newport for O'Leary. He he had a little bit of a fumble with Ebanks Landell. Managed to recover the situation. To be fair to him, I think. There was another cross he dropped, I think, mm. but again, Town recovered. So, again, we'll get a better view of him on Sunday against Villa. And, and in the remaining friendlies, Joe Murphy's broke his foot. So, O'Leary's going to play all these friendlies now. So, we'll have a very good idea of hopefully, really, how good O'Leary is before, you know, August the 3rd. And, and if they can get that right, I mean, I agree with you moving on to the rest of the new guys. Regards Morrison, very intriguing loan signing now. Yeah. They're bringing a um, he's turning 36 I think uh, guy on loan uh, such a career he's had 250 goals I think it is and you know most at a higher level and yes he's at the tail end of his career now where he's not he's clearly not going to be the most mobile I think we saw that the other day but he, what he can do he, he can bully a, a defence and he can win headers knock downs do that sort of that gamesmanship Royal a defence and get at them and you know we know they're going to be playing two strikers so when Morrison plays it'd be intriguing to see whether it's alongside Okunabiri alongside Udo alongside whichever other new striker comes in big bit of a big man little thing, little man thing going on yeah. with, with Morrison and, and maybe a Fajiri um, see how, how that comes across I think that Morrison is not going to be able to, to run you know his uh, his gentleman area off for, for 90 minutes because uh, he's probably past that, but he he knows the game. He's smart. He'll know where to be movement wise. Uh, he will cause cause problems. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it works for him. Obviously, alone from Millwall, we've touched on Ryan Giles, haven't we? I think he'll play a big part yeah. on that that left wing back role. I think he'll make that his own. Obviously, up against Scott Goldborn, uh, it'll be the other left sided defensive option. He's got an injury at the moment, Goldborn, so he's sort of coming back from that. Donald Love. Uh, signed obviously on a permanent so you know Shrewsbury Town player formerly of Sunderland played a fair few games for Sunderland there's a lot of I mean it was actually off on annual leave when that one went through so I was a bit away from things trying to catch up on that one but mm. I see a lot of sort of typical social media reaction of Sunderland fans giving it the big in that you know he was going and he weren't good enough for Sunderland that yeah. kind of thing but listen he's played enough games for them so the people at Sunderland obviously rated him you know good enough to play for them Sunderland of aspirations probably a win in the league this year. I'm sure they do, like they did last season. Um, if do- that 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 position of, of right wing back is an intriguing one because um, so Ryan Barnett played it the other day. Yeah, he's a natural attacker. He's a winger. Town and Ricketts may train him into a right wing back, and I think he can play that. He can certainly attack from there. Very attack minded, like Jars on the other side. But as you look at the squad, Donald Love is the only fit right-sided defender uh, that, that will naturally play that role. Donald Love won't attack like Barnett. I think he'll be more of a... Steady Eddie might be the wrong phrase. A, a solid player. Safer option. Yeah, a safer option. That I think if you've got Giles flying down the left, 
do you want your right wing back as high on the other side? Maybe mm. not. A bit of a balanced thing going on there. Uh, the other one of is, of course, young Ryan Sears, who's a right-sided defender, but he's recovering from a big ACL injury, mm. uh, likely to be out until the back end of 2019. So can you really count him in at the moment? No. Um, so, will as I touched on earlier, will Ricketts move in the window for another right-sided defender? Or does Barnett fit in as another option there? Which is, which is a really intriguing point, actually. Does, does Barnett not get a loan and be a backup right wing back option I mean Sean Worley's played there we haven't yeah. even touched on Sean Worley Town's longest serving player now Town's key attacker I think Worley uh, new contract this summer his old one ran out at back end of last season key work in keeping him on I think fans favourite you know the, the really intriguing thing with Worley who I think 31 now more advanced years Sean Worley's a winger Yeah. and Town don't play wingers here so there's Work to be done still, and I'm I'm sure they're doing this work now. And where do you play Sean Worley? This is an intriguing question, uh, key question for Sam Ricketts. Does he become one of the midfield three? Yeah, because none of the midfield three are quite number tens, which I think Worley could play. Yeah, they're, they're more yeah. to sound all modern football, and you got a defensive midfielder as a number six, then sort of number eight. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you're more sort of box to box number eights. So I'd it'd be a long shot to say Wally's one of them because Wally is about attacking. You don't really want him back challenging 50-50s on halfway, sort of tough tackling. That That's your Norburns and your Dave Edwards and yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your Lorenz. That's a big ask of Wally. So does he quite fit in there? Possibly not. So is he is he one of your front two? Is, is Sean Wally one of your, your strike pair this season? And is he a fourth striker so they don't need to bring another centre-forward in? Maybe. I mean, these are questions that will be put to, to obviously Ricketts through us as the summer goes on. Intriguing what he does with Wally and crucial because in my eyes, I would still say he's Town's key player going forward because he can make things happen that I don't think many, if any, other members of this squad can do. Um, so, you know, will, will Sean Wally start at right wing back? Will he start at centre mid? Will he start up front? Who knows? <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a crazy one. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Right, let's talk outgoings as well. Um, I'll quickly reel these off because there's plenty of them. There are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George Hughes, Christos Schellis, James Bolton, Sam Jones, Matt Sadler, Aaron Amadi Holloway, Alex Gilead, Lee Angle, Ryan Haynes, Steve Arnold, John McAtee and Doug Loft. I'm going to make a case for one straight away because I think as it stands out for that list, there was one of that long list of probably a dozen there that they didn't want to lose. Go on. James Bolton. Yeah, he was one of the first out the door. Obviously, joined Portsmouth. That says uh, says most pretty much all that needs to be saying that you know his contract was up. They wanted to keep him. Sam Ricketts, big fan of Bolton, and I think even though James Bolton wasn't a natural right wing back bombing down the right attack from an attacking point of view, he was a very good League One player. Solid. You knew what you were getting from him. James Bolton could easily be one of a back centre half three so great move for him wouldn't begrudge him that and looking forward obviously we'll see him on the opening day for yeah. Pompey at the Meadow um, alongside a couple of other ex-town men Bryn, Bryn Morris McGillivray and goal um, I think Bolton will do well there I really think he'll be a solid addition you know what you're going to get with him and, and Town didn't want to lose him mm. so that he is almost an apart from that list as in I would suggest that the rest of them they were happy to to see off there's certainly a group your Matt Sadler's 
obviously you know immensely popular and, and left um, Shellis and Hughes the young players that left the end of their contract last season yeah um, that was that group obviously Ricketts decided he didn't want to offer new deals to them then there's the other group the other players that were contracted but were you know clearly not part of the plans you know the ones yeah. that had been out on loan and not done anything the ones that hadn't even made the bench last season you know you're thinking I mean Doug Loft situation I can't even remember quite when he actually left I think that was actually January but other players Liango you know there are more Ryan Haynes went to Newport he hasn't even he weren't making the bench at times Gilead gone to Scunthorpe Ricketts liked Alex Gilead you know as as a player but at times he wasn't making the bench Amadi Holloway you know, yes, had a lot of substitute cameos, but was he ever going to stick around this season? No, I mentioned Angle there. Um, Steve Arnold, the keeper, uh, for a large part of last season before he got his injury, was he ever going to be number one this season? Mm. No. You know, Arnold did a good job, but he was never going to be number one. He may have been back up if he really had wanted to stay around, but, you know, the move comes to him where he went closer to home. Um, there was a, a lot... I don't like... Using the word Deadwood is derogatory, um, but there was a lot of... The, the squad was far too big. And, yeah, I had to get rid of players that weren't going to be near the bench even because it's just not good to have around, is it? So mm. disheartened, disillusioned players that weren't going to have a chance of playing. Um, so certainly a large portion of that, of that list needed to be moved on and it was good work to get them moved on in a few of the cases for you know fees, you sort of recoup some of the money for them because you know, they could have sat on their contracts and just hung around so that was a big job this summer it was as big a job to get all of those out as as the ones that came in so a lot of good work gone on there I would say just sad to see uh, Sam Jones go such a good uh, initiation Sam Jones is the name I was looking for within that group of people who were absolutely nowhere near anything it's sort of so on the cusp of things that I forgot about it. Yeah. Pretty sure he's close to a record contract, though. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best thing he did, he did <laughs> in his time. No, I mean, he played about five games in 18 months. You know, yeah, his contract wasn't even up this summer, so they had to, you know, get him off the books. And obviously, he's moved on to, to the conference in Harrogate. And, you know, there are other examples of, you know, Leanne Gold going to Leighton Orient. I mean, Amadi Holloway going to Australia. You know, yes, how out of left field is that sort strange of thing. one isn't it um, yeah a lot of work had to be done there and, and thankfully has been done I can't see too many other with how the squad is now I mean we'll talk about Anthony Grant in a second he's a sort of a separate entity I suppose but yeah. how many other of the squad remaining might Ricketts want to get out on loan or permanent um, I think uh, I think we won't go into too much detail, but Abo East is an interesting one. Ricketts says he'll run the rule over him this summer before deciding what what will go on. We sort of understand there could be a loan in there for Issa for, for a League Two club. He's, he's been on loan before. Issa, in the Sean Worley mould of being a winger, where does he fit in? Not quite sure. And he, you know, he's not Sean Worley with the best will in the world. Yeah. In it, you know, in terms of Issa, so could could a loan experience be good for him? Probably, but I can't think of too many others. That will be moved on. Yeah, certainly not. And let's get on to Anthony Grant now, shall we? Um, yeah, this is an interesting situation, isn't it, Lewis? Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, if you, we we rewind a couple of weeks, uh, we did the story where we were told that he was missing through a form of an injury with with the dental surgery that he had, keeping him keeping him out for for a couple of weeks. That's what we were told, and obviously reported. 
Um, since came out this week, didn't it? With a statement, you know, via some Sam Ricketts quotes that um, that he's now sort of back from that. He's back from the two-week rest period he had, but he won't be training with Shrewsbury, and obviously that's been big news this week. In in that he has been banished from first-team training. You know, told to stay and, and train with the kids for, for the season. For the yeah. season, which yeah. is it? You know, it's a claim that is it's very, strong very much that he's not in the plans, not part of the group, the team. He's still a Shrewsbury player, but he's not going to be part of things. You know, training with the kids for however long it takes. You know, I I imagine, and, and we understand that. It's in everyone's interest, really, to move him on. You know, yeah. he's never clearly never going to feature again. Not been given a squad number. You know, not really good to have him training with the kids, is it? Because Grant won't want to be there. The, the the academy probably don't won't want to have him there. You know, it's not it's not a good situation for anyone. And you know, as I reported earlier this summer, I you know understood that there was interest in him from from one club in in League Two. That doesn't seem to have gone anywhere yet. But we all know what a good Anthony. Grant can bring on the football pitch, so you would you would imagine that there would be clubs in the level below Shrewsbury that would would want to have him. Yeah. Um, whether that can be done in terms of his contract, obviously Grant. Another side to it triggered another year as option in his contract. I think through making appearances last season. So you know, yeah, d- delicate situation, and obviously Sam Ricketts has come out saying he won't train and be part of us for reasons that will remain in-house, which is a very interesting quote and, yeah. and comment. Um, I mean, we we don't know what that means. We can't say what that means, remain in-house. Um, so, there's clear, you know, it's clearly not part of the plans. It, it reads like there's been a fallout. Yeah. We don't know what that is, whether that was one individual thing or whether it's just a... Yeah, it could be, uh, it could be a combination of, of things. Of, listen, we know what sort of character Grantie is. Big part of the dressing room. Um, you know, sort of experienced, sort of straight talking. A big part of the dressing room in that not what he says goes, but he's influential, I would say. You know, yeah. that, that can be positive or negative, can't it, in the dressing room if things are going good or bad. And, uh, you know, Sam Ricketts has made the decision that he doesn't want Anthony Grant to be to be part of his his Shrewsbury Town, his group, his squad. He sees the dressing room as better without Grant, you know, which is entirely entirely the manager's decision, and and that has answered why obviously Grant hasn't been around. Obviously he's had, he's had this this dental problem, but that is why he's not he didn't go to Portugal. Why he's not going to be in any training videos or pictures or friendlies. He's just not part of it. You know, he wasn't given a squad number. He's not going to be around when the season starts. Yeah, whether he's you know whether he's at the club or he's been moved on. You know, in an ideal world, someone will come in and, and be able and, and sign him. For, from everyone's point of view, certainly Grant's as well. Uh, but yeah, we're not going to see him in in blue and amber again. Um, shame out's gone really, in terms of his first few years. Sorry, his first few m- months as a town player, he was very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, became a fan's favourite, but things sort of unwound, didn't they? And it it's ended up not not working out for whatever reason. Um, be a miss on the pitch I would suggest because he's he's that deep lying midfielder yeah. in front of the defenders we saw Vince a lot play it the other day I don't think that Vince a lot would necessarily be a first choice in terms of a league one game I think I could see Ollie Norman playing there where he's fit and doing a good job there I think I think Norman caught the eye last season when he played that role on his own um, so that'll be that'll be interesting and that's a, a big role for Norman when he's fit and I'm pretty sure Norman will see him with the armband uh, we've seen the new Chelsea signing today, Luke, Luke McCormick. 
uh, by all accounts a tough tackling midfielder looks a good size he's um, played games for Chelsea's academy side in the Premier League 2 last season and scored 4 goals in 10 games now that's a good return got assists as well so it seems like he's a bit all action this McCormick he's got everything about him you'd wager that he'd take up one of the three centre midfield positions but Town have got options it's worth saying they have got options you know Norban, Laurent Dave Edwards out injured um, Brad Walker played last night young James Rowland Vince Salop there are bodies in and once they're all fit and available it'll be a big ask to pick the three that will play as first choice I think it really will um, so I think that's a good thing uh, but going back to Grant he won't be part of it and it just remains to be seen whether he will move on or whether he will literally have to train with the kids all season or whether he even does that and sort of will remain to be seen but yeah yeah uh, interesting one anyway uh, right let's go on to questions so um as, yeah. as with the podcast from now on we'll be asking for questions ahead of recording feel free to get them in doesn't have to necessarily be about football or Shropshire or, or Shrewsbury Town you, no, you can ask no. us pretty much anything as long as it's clean we'll try and answer it um, <laughs> Lewis you put out, you put out the uh, the first musings of the, uh, yeah. the Shrews use and you had some interesting replies yeah. Blue Number Fanzine just said what? well you know <laughs> uh, I think uh, obviously Blue Number Fanzine one half of Salopcast um, who who got in uh, got in touch sort of I think it was a, a boxing gif so to suggest some sort of sort of face off between podcasts we've mentioned this before though because they have got in touch and we do want to do a crossover it's yeah, just sort of sorting out in a time so a friendly, and... ri- friendly rivalry like, obviously we were a joint podcast before and now it's solely town based and you know they do great work as a fan as a fan podcast they, they, they do great work and you know hats off to them obviously we're a different form of podcast really we talk about the same club but it's, you know we offer sort of insight obviously covering the club day to day as I do able to offer insight that you know they wouldn't offer but then as fans they can offer different insight that we can't offer is yeah. you know it's um, it's good and, and we get on with the salad cast guys so you know more power to them and more power to us yeah they're a nice bunch aren't they uh, Tom Griff, uh, which Argentinian international that plays for Barcelona would you most compare Roland to? Yeah, well, uh, I I was with Tom Griff for a bit of uh, a bit of last night. We were having a sort of chinwag on the on the side line as as the Newport game was going on, and um, yeah, and he seemed to keep calling James Roland the next Messi. Not not wanting to, <laughs> to blow expectations, but he is Shrewsbury Town's Lionel Messi, so. You know, I'm putting that all on you, Tom. You, you know, you're the one uh, drawing that comparison. Nothing to do with me. But you know, when he one day signs for Barcelona, then you're able to say that you were right. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> think knocks all, man. Yes. It's a long name. Yes. Um, what what positions do you think we need to strengthen, considering our injuries? Um, well, that question was sort of. Came, be- came clear- before McCormick, cl- didn't it? Clearly aimed, yeah, yeah. Clearly aimed at the central midfield position in that Norban, Laurent, and Dave Edwards, three centre midfielders that will be near the first team, have been injured. Um, obviously, I would have given that as an answer. Now Luke McCormick has signed today as a centre midfielder, so so there you go. Really, that sort of answered that. I've touched earlier on on right the right wing back situation where I think with the Sears injury, you've got scope for another player there alongside Donald Love. We've also touched on the fact that Ryan Barnett can do the job as he has in the friendlies. Yeah. Will he be here or will he be out on loan? I think there's a chance he might be here as cover for that. I think if you're really, really, not desperate, but another option, Sean Morley, 
I wouldn't ideally want him to play there myself. I'd rather him be in, in a more advanced position. But these wing-backs we've seen are going to be attacking. Giles mm. on one side, he's going to be every much, it looks, an attacker as he is a defender. So, Wally, could he do the same on the other side? Every chance. Um, there's, so, there's a, there's a probability that they might look right-sided defender in terms of another centre midfield now do I think with, with McCormick that they're, that they're done when everyone's fit there's a number of options so you would say yes mm. um, the injuries we understand aren't terrible you know keeping people out for months so yeah I'd sort of wager to say that there might be there now centre midfield I do think there's scope for another striker mm. I do um, they didn't hand a shirt number 9 out which is interesting so uh, that says, that I don't says like something, to, doesn't it? I don't it? like to read into shirt numbers, but yes, it does. I mean, they've got Fajiri Okunabiri, they've got Steve Morrison, they've got Daniel Ludo from Telford. That's three. They've also got Linnell John-Lewis, who's definitely worth mentioning, coming back from an ACL himself. Yeah. We don't really expect him to be sort of match fit till into the season, be it October, November. He's only contracted to January. Um, so you, you, it's hard to include Lenny in this striker count. Mm-hmm. So that leaves you with three strikers. You, Every club likes to have four, don't they? Yeah. And it, it leaves a space for... So I I can't see too far beyond just another striker in. And I think I think the squad would be looking done mm. there. And then it's it's there for the squad to prove what they can do. Yeah, certainly. And the last question came from Salop Jack. Uh, he was asking, we'd love to hear your thoughts on James Rowland after the end of pre-season. Yeah. Do you think he'll feature much in the league? We've kind of covered him yeah, a little we, bit. Yeah, we covered him heavily at the start of this pod. I mean, I'm a big advocate of his and... The debate that we said regards whether he needs a, lo- a loan. I, I think as exciting and as promising as he looks, I think it's naive to say, right, you're right at the top of this queue of seven, eight centre mids yeah. to start. He can only pick three. Now McCormick's come in, you know, he's going to be further along the line to, to be an option to play than than Roland. And that's not nothing anti-Roland. Like he, he's a tremendous talent and. Um, I think we'll see him featuring checker trade games and, and things like that. But I do honestly think that a loan will be be so beneficial to him. Uh, the club have got to work out where and what level to send him on loan at. Like I say, there's got to be that, that sort of wary of, of getting the level wrong and doing him a disservice. But I think he's got such a great future. Mm-hmm. League football at this point... Listen, if there were bad, there were a couple more injuries as the start of the season. I think we could see Roland on the bench, and I think we could see him come on if Town were winning. And you know, I think he's he could handle that. I honestly do. I'm looking forward. It, it it's a shame that Norban's injured, and and there are some uh, bad central midfield injuries because I'd like to have seen Roland play alongside your Norbans and your Lorenz and Dave Edwards this, this summer. Mm. It does look like with the the injuries that that's going to happen, but. League One may come a little too early for him now, but you know the kid's seventeen. Yeah, you know, that's ridiculously young, isn't it? You know, Plenty of years. You know, left this time. this time next year, he could be ready as an eighteen-year-old, which is very exciting. Um, so yeah, let's see how how it goes for him. I expect a, a loan, and it's worth touching on Cameron Gregory, the young academy goalkeeper, mm-hmm. who because of Joe Murphy's broken foot, was there at the friendly last night. Came on as a, as a sub to to play. Yeah. Um, but I think Sam Ricketts has come out and said, you know, we want to find him alone. You know, that, that's where he's at. He's at that stage with Lefumpa Mwandwe, the, the striker as well. Um, that, that aged group that have turned pro but, but need a loan. And Cameron Gregory has actually been out on trial at Kidderminster Harriers playing, playing friendlies in the National North. 
So that's uh, you know, it looks like something could happen there. So mm-hmm. it's good to see them getting these talented youngsters lined up with with moves that will help them. I think. Yeah, certainly. So that bout wraps us up, Lewis. Yeah, my um, I need to, yeah, my mouth's um, knackered. So I need to go and get a long drink and <laughs> go and act, do some actual work in filling the newspaper. Oh yeah, you've still got to do that. That yeah, that load that, of stuff. That old chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so you know, how did you find it? Flush Shrews views. Yeah, fun. I hope you know. I hope people find it insightful and sort of hang on and listen. I'm sure they will. And um, yeah, I think worth saying when the sort of season starts, we'll find little segments and things to do as as a regular thing. A lot to talk about in this. I don't think you know pods will will at a fortnightly point run on like this one. You know, we've had to cram two months basically haven't we into yeah. into this so you know sort of sweet sort of streamlined sharp you know sort of segments look forward to it yeah it's exciting and yeah enjoyed it did you yeah yeah couldn't cannot Good complain you're, you're, cannot complain you're, uh, you're getting your fix your town fix back you're, you'll soon become a, an expert Luke and <laughs> be able to reel all these new players off kind of without taking notes yes exactly my, my script my script writing skills were, were put to the test today let's but, just put it that way yeah thanks for listening all I hope hope it continues to go well yeah and of course you know we'd appreciate it if you could like and subscribe to the podcast to mm-hmm. submit reviews that really does help us so if you do get chance please 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 do that myself and Luce would really appreciate it yeah. and of course if you've got any ideas any segments that you think might work and you know what if you if you feel like you are qualified enough to be, be a guest then feel <laughs> free to get in touch we'll take anyone <laughs> <laughs> Lewis might Lewis is a little bit more easy than me yeah, yeah. Um, anyway no get in touch if you feel like you can offer us something like that um, but until next time take care see you in a fortnight bye bye <laughs>